Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Norman Park, how are you, sir? How's it going, Simon? You all right, buddy? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, first off... Good man. First off, congrats on, on Dublin. Um, you know, that was... Uh, that was a bit of a roller coaster of a fight week, uh, you know, all, all, all the stuff that was going on that week, and uh, obviously you had a you had a really important fight you had to get you had to get out of the way that weekend. I mean, what was your what was your overriding emotion after getting that win in Dublin? That was, um, you know, there was uh, I know there was a lot leading up to the fight, um, especially on the fight week. There was um, you know, there was a lot of change ups with the card and stuff like that, and and then, and then with Joe Duffy getting injured. There was the opportunity to fight Dustin Poirier, you know. So there was a lot happening, but the, you know, I still had my eye on on Reza the whole time. So because there was never anything sailed until um, Dustin Poirier had wanted to take the fight, but I understood why he never took the fight, which is no problem at all. But um, but once you know, it was just important for me to get the win. That 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 was it. You know, it was. Um, I wouldn't say it was a, a great performance at all, like, but. Um, there's a lot of pressure going into that fight. Plus, um, you know what happens if you lose um, three in a row? You could you could possibly get cut. So I, I did enough to to get the job done, and that and that, and that was it. You mentioned you mentioned that uh, that you know the, the situation with the main event and Dustin Poirier. Given the fact that you were going into that weekend on 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 the back of back to back defeats, which obviously the you know the only time that's that's actually happened to you, and you know that I'm sure there would have been a certain amount of pressure on going into that fight anyway what was the thinking behind offering to step up because obviously on paper at least stepping up to take on Poirier on two days notice is a lot more risky than taking on Reza Madadi when you've been preparing for him for a, for a full fight camp uh, well, well that is true but um, you know um, I remember I remember whenever I was um, I was fighting in my last fight in Brazil I was meant to fight that grappler, Gilbert Burns, and, and that fight got cancelled. And I think it was like three or four weeks before the fight, and and they offered me a Ronaldo, you know. So, and I was like, um, fucking southpaw strikers, I don't like them. But I said to myself, you know, you got to adapt and and, and just take what um, whatever opportunity arises. You know, you got to be able to adapt in a sport, and, and that's what it, what it was. You know, I just said to myself, okay, right. If the fight happens, just adapt and, and go in and get the job done. Like I, I never seen no problem at all. Like you know, people people say that he's um, he's a better fighter than me. You know, at the end of the day, he's fought who he's fought, right? I fought at lightweight the whole time. He's fought mostly in his career at um, at featherweight. Okay, he's looked very good coming up to to lightweight, but. I've had so many fights at lightweight, fought some of the strongest lightweights in the whole division, and I'm no, uh, I'm no bum, you know. I ain't no walkover by anyone. I'm a tough fight for anybody, and 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 I know that whenever they they go in there and fight. But I, I understood why he never took the fight. You know, there was, um, you know, obviously he had prepared for um, for Joe Duffy for that whole time, which is a totally change of styles. But I didn't really have a problem with it at all. Like um, I just took the opportunity, you know. Cool. And uh, final final one on the uh, on the Dublin event. You know, you mentioned you mentioned that you obviously you went in there and there was the there was the 
perhaps a slight concern over over what might have happened if you if you hadn't got a win that weekend, having lost two going in. How much pressure did you actually feel going into that fight? Because I spoke to you before the fight, and you said, "Yeah, there's some pressure there, but I'm I'm not really thinking about that too much." I mean, now now you've actually got through, and you know you picked up the W, which was obviously very important. Um, how much how much pressure were you were you feeling going into that fight? There was there was a good bit. There was definitely a good bit of pressure, but you know a lot of people can hide it. You got you got to hide it in, in this sport. Um, it's like them Japanese warriors when you fight against them Japanese. They, they know how to keep a good poker face. They they can hide it pretty well. So um, I, I was doing that the whole time. But um, there's you know as I said you know two fights you lose two fights. I know there were close fights. You know I maybe feel a bit more worse off if I was completely dominated or knocked out. And, and the two fights, but they were pretty close fights. Um, but I still won that there was a lot of pressure just to go in and get the job done. But I was pretty confident that being at home on the home soil, that I would get the job done. And, uh, you know, and then the whole build up to the fight, you know, he says he wanted to stand and box the whole time. So I had this thing in my mind that we're going to stand in the middle and, and, and trade punches, you know, because we're, we're mostly wrestlers. So then straight off the bat, it comes to the takedown and say, wonder if you somebody straight off the bat. So that kind of threw me off a little. But, um, you know, we just had to adapt and, and, and overcome that. And, and that was it, you know. But there was a lot of pressure. But you got you got to dig deep sometimes and come over that. And, and that's what I did. So I'm still here, absolutely. luckily enough. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, you've got yourself a fight in London on, on February the 27th, which is, uh, which is great news. You're fighting uh, yeah. Rustam Rustam Habilov, um, who's yeah. got he's got a couple of decent wins on his record, uh, Jorge Masvidal and Yancy Medeiros. Um, but he's he's had two very very tough fights in his last two. Um, obviously yeah. Benson Henderson, which uh, which he lost, and um, Adriano Martins, which was a split decision. Um, so yeah. he's he's kind of in a similar position going into London that you were going in into Dublin. He's going in off the back of back to back losses. Uh, how wary have you got to be um, taking on? Obviously, he's a talented fighter, but the fact that he's he, he's potentially fighting for his career uh, on February twenty seventh. How wary have you got to be of perhaps him being a little bit more desperate? Yeah, that, that's uh, I understood that straight off the bat. I, I said to Joseph, I'd love to fight in London, and so he got back to me pretty quick and says, I need someday to fight um, Rustam Kabalov, and I was right, no problem. So I signed the contract and sent it back. And um, I remember, like, I had been watching him uh, up until, you know, up until his last couple of losses. But um, he looked really good. There, there was, like, a, you know, had a kind of prospect, you know. Um, so, and then he had his loss, I think it was to Benson Henderson. And he was looking pretty good in the fight. He was looking real good. And um, and then as the fight wore on, where, you know, Ben, the champion that he is, as the fight wore on, that's when Ben started to come get a little bit more momentum and get stronger. Um, and then had his last fight, I watched his last fight there the, the other night, and, uh, you know, his last two fights, the losses have been southpaws, so, you know, there's there's some things I see where I can beat him, you know, so, and I, I'm going to use that in the fight. But his last one in Brazil was pretty tough, that was a pretty close fight, um, and you know what it's like when you go to Brazil, <laughs> you cannot have a close fight, you cannot have a close fight at all, because it's, um, it's going to go their way, and, yeah. and you know, same goes for anyone if they're fighting in home turf. You got to make sure that you, you beat them pretty dominantly every round, or completely beat them two rounds to one. You know, it can't be really, really close at all. So, I, I see that there's um, there's some holes in his game, but I'm expecting him to come out um, 
And uh, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned about about the judges. I remember Bert Watson saying, uh, "Don't leave it to the judges; they will make you cry." And uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone knows what it's like to be uh, to be stiffed by judges in Brazil, I guess it's you after the uh, after. I think you've probably had two two really duff decisions down there. Um, are you still are you, are you still of that mindset that you would never fight in Brazil again? Because I know you were pretty angry after the second one. No, no, I said I would never fight there anytime soon, but, you know, and I said I was on, like, a basic one streak again, like, two, three, fight, one streak. I would go there. I would go there because I don't really mind going there at all. I don't really mind fighting anywhere. It's, um, it's good to feel that different environment going to different places and fight. And I have been speaking to some fighters after that saying, no, I'll never fight there, just fight close to home. But I, I don't think that's the mind of a proper fighter. They want to just fight at home all the time. I think that's... um. That's like a kind of like a fear thing. Like people that they they never want to travel to fight, and, and a fear of losing. So <clears throat> I never really seen that there much as a pride. Just seen it as a good opportunity. And plus, I get to travel the world, you know, as well. I'm getting to see different faces in, in, in the world that you know I would never do if I wasn't in a sport. So, and that's another reason why I do it. So, um, but I definitely I would fight there again. I would fight there again if I was on a, a win streak. Definitely, one hundred percent. Cool. And what's your what's your contract situation with the UFC right now, Norman? Have you how, how many more fights have you got left, and are you in the process of renegotiating at the moment? I just I, I'm, I'm not too sure if you saw, but I, I had it's like um, there was nine fights. You get nine fights from the Ultimate Fighter contract. I'm not too sure if they count the finale fight, but anyway, there was I had two fights left on the contract, so I had two fights left at whatever certain pay them two fights, and uh, and then. It was Joe Silva emailed me. I said to him, I would love to fight in London. So he was like, he got back. He said, you know, I'm a busy man. There's there's lots of, lot of fight, lots of fighters that need to get fights and stuff. I said, no problem, but I would love to fight anybody, anybody no problem. So he just gets, he got back to me pretty quick. And then I said, I'll fight him. And then, and then he gets back to me, um, I think it was after Australia. They must have been away in Australia for the, the Ronda Rousey, that, that big show. And then he, he said, got a couple of fights left here on your contract, but I'll... I'll take them away and uh, I'll take them away and give you and give you these next four fights. Uh, obviously, better better pay. So I was like, I don't think any fighter would re- refuse it to be honest. So I was like, no problem, I'll take that. So uh, and that was it, you know. So is this going to be just just to clarify? This this will be the first of a new four fight deal, effectively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This will be the first. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Fantastic. And have you got a sort of a roadmap for next year? Have you got an idea of how many times you want to fight? Well, uh, I said that whenever I joined the UFC, I said I would love to fight three times a year, but I know that I had like niggler injury, injuries after certain fights and stuff, so it's kind of held me back a wee while. So I've only really been getting this. This has been my first time, my third fight in one year, so um was pretty close to one year, I know, but... Um, it's. Uh, I would love to fight next year. I'd love to fight. I would love to fight three times next year. Definitely, I would love to fight three times. Fantastic. And with the fight actually taking place at the end of February, how does how does this affect your Christmas? Are you able to enjoy a, um, a, a sort of a turkey filled Christmas, you, or are you going to be uh, already in your healthy eating regime throughout the festive period? Or are you are you are you are you able to put your feet up a bit over the festive period? 
Oh yeah, I'll be fine. I'll be fine because like Christmas time, what a few weeks away. So I, you know, I'll have like eight weeks. Eight weeks is I get ready for a fight pretty quick. Um, <clears throat> my fitness is weird the way it works. It goes up and down like a like a yo-yo. So I feel like um, I don't really need to, that long a training to get ready for the fight. So plus my weight, my weight, I never really go overweight. I know I'm probably about eight kilos, eighty one kilos at the most. So. It's not like I ever get fat or anything like that. Um, I stay a bit leaner um, these days, so I'll eat, I'll eat some Christmas dinner for sure. <laughs> definitely. I'm definitely not going to miss that. <laughs> Great stuff. And uh, final one, final one from me, and I, I really appreciate the time. Thanks for thanks for uh, sure. uh, getting on the phone for us. Um, we've got, obviously, this, this huge, huge fight week coming up next week, um, and obviously the... Uh, the sort of the, the showpiece fight at the very end is the the fight we've all been waiting to see, which is Jose Aldo versus versus Conor McGregor. Break that one down for us, and uh, if you can, give us a give us a prediction for how you think this one's going to pan out because it's been it's been months in the making. This one hasn't it? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've actually put up a post about this yesterday, just when you say that. But the way I see this fight here is, um, and you know, people can say what they want about the fight, but. You still got to fight. That's the only way you're going to find out when they fight. But the way I see it is, um, I think Connor is very, very dangerous for him because the way he fights and and his fight IQ is pre- not pretty good. It's very good. He knows it's like he pressures his opponents, he pressures his opponents and puts him in the uncomfortable positions where he's comfortable. You know, he puts him in the uncomfortable positions where he keeps him on the back foot. And, and never lets him in and get any momentum, and he likes to counter. It's like a pressure counter style. So I feel like he's going to come out like the way he did against Chad Mendes. He's going to come out and close a distance against uh, against Aldo and and look to land the left shot. I feel like that's um, the left the left punch. Um, his left punch is his strongest weapon in the whole game. I don't think there's anywhere else he can give uh, Aldo any problems. I don't think the kicks or anything like that are really are really big shots. To be honest, um, you know the front. Team Keeps are maybe pretty, pretty sneaky, but it's the left hand. You know, it's the left hand he's got to watch out for. So I'm sure his camp has been studying that his left, um, Connor's left hand is his big weapon. As you see, like when he hits him with the left hand, there, it's, it's, you know, they, they just go down. You know, so and plus from what I've heard, when he trains, like that he hits pretty hard with the left hand. So. I feel like that's and that's a huge weapon. You know, it's different when you got a big boxing glove on. You can protect that your head a lot more. But when you got a weird glove, it's harder to protect the the shots coming through. So, and I know Aldo. I know Aldo with his his style, um, like a like a traditional Thai style. He likes to stand. They never really move too much. Um, they stay on the spot, but. His reactions are very, very good. I watched all those last few fights. His reactions are very good. Um, he's very, very fast. I think he could be faster than Connor, but I don't think that makes any difference because Connor's got a uh, timing, you know. So if you get someone who's very, very fast, um, you could get someone who's a very, very fast striker, but if you get someone who's good at timing strikes, um, you know, that cancels out completely. And and I feel like he's um and he's tall, Connor's tall, he's rangy and uh, very, very unorthodox. So I feel like um my prediction I I'm gonna go with Connor to to finish the fight. That, that's my prediction. The way I just see it, I, I think he's gonna finish the fight. Well, it's going to be really interesting to see how it pans out. Norman, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Great to catch up. Have a really good Christmas. Thanks, Have a good Christmas. Enjoy your Christmas turkey. And no doubt we'll catch up again in the new year. Cheers, buddy. Thank you very much.